Welcome to the Journey Beyond Divorce podcast, where we invite you into a journey of healing and personal transformation that will radically change your divorce experience, heal your heart while refining your character, and set you up to be effective and feel empowered as you navigate the practical and emotional challenges of divorce. I'm your host, Karen McMahon, founder of Journey Beyond Divorce. My divorce brought me to my knees, and it also transformed me and set me on this path to help you. Our team of JBD coaches support men and women to engage in divorce with more calm, clarity, and confidence through our one-on-one coaching, group programs, online courses, and free resources. I was not ready to say that I wanted to get a divorce. And I think we coached for two years before I was like, yes, I'm ready, you know, and, and we could have gone a completely different direction. I would have ended up staying married to my ex-husband, you know, probably could have stayed married to him, but I chose not to. And, um, and you walked me through that journey. And that was a, an important piece of both my development as a coach, my development as a human. Welcome to our Meet the Coaches series designed to introduce you to our team of amazing JBD coaches who are dedicated to supporting you through and beyond divorce. As you tune in, you will get a flavor of each team member, a bit about their backstory, as well as the challenges and triumphs they've experienced. Each coach shares their journey into coaching and their passion for working with men and women facing divorce. Finally, they share their most powerful personal growth practices that keep them on track as life happens. Let's dive right in. Welcome to another episode of Meet the Coaches. Today, I have Diane Dempster with me. Hey, Diane. Hey, Karen. Good to see you. Nice to see you. And I'm excited about this mini series because it's really giving our listeners an opportunity to get to know our coaches. I know we do the team talks, but a little bit more about who you are and how you've come to be where you are in your life today. So, Well, we have such a great, amazing group of coaches with such a diverse background. I mean, I love when we get together and we talk, we're just, we're just, it's, we're cool people. And so it's, it's fun to do this mini series and I'm going to go back and listen to everybody else's interview and, and learn even more about my coworkers. It's kind of cool. Yes. I actually learned some things about a couple of the coaches I've worked with for a while uh, doing this. And for you and I, we, we, I think the way we connected is a nice way to, um, to start the story. So you want to just share. Yeah. So the way we connected, so my gosh, it must've been around 2010. And I was in the process of two things kind of simultaneously. I had just become a certified coach and I can talk more about kind of that piece because I know you're going to be interested in that. And I was really struggling in my marriage and had been, 
like a lot of, there's a long, long story about my marriage. You can go listen to the other podcast where I talk. It's like a success story, isn't it? Is that what we called it? That's right. The voices of self. Go listen to my other podcast where I talk about the the long story of my divorce. But so I'm going through a, a process of really struggling with my marriage. And I had just gone through coach training and I'm like, I really need a partner, a coach partner. And I'm like, wouldn't it be cool if I could find somebody who had the same coach training that I had so this, we spoke the same language. I was really into the personal development aspects of coaching, that sort of stuff. And I literally went on LinkedIn and I was like, divorce coach IPEC, which is a coach training program that, that Karen and I both went through and I'll pops Karen McMahon. And so I don't even know, I don't, I can't remember if I, I'm sure I interviewed more than one coach, but I remember just talking to you and, and knowing um, you know, several things. One is that, you know, there was just this human connection and you and I are, are friends in, ter- in addition to being colleagues, in addition to being, I was your client for years. You've, you've been my client sometimes and we kind of kind of go back and forth, but it's this, there's a connection on a, a human level. There's a connection on a professional level. And um, I really loved the foundation you created with Journey Beyond Divorce in terms of the process for helping people get through a really difficult situation. I was not ready to say that I wanted to get a divorce. And I think we coached for two years before I was like, yes, I'm ready. You know, mm-hmm. and and we could have gone a completely different direction. I would have ended up staying married to my ex-husband, you know, probably could have stayed married to him, but I chose not to. And, um, and you walked me through that journey. And that was a, an important piece of both my development as a coach, my development as a human and, that's, is that enough of the story? That, that, yeah. That's the groundwork. And I think that what I love about your story is, you know, we talk to clients so much about the difficulty of the, should I stay or should I go question? And you just spoke to, it took you years. It took me years. So, yeah. so, and, and I was with a therapist. I didn't know about coaches back then, but that, that period of time to really get clear. And that was, that was so foundational to you being able to make the next decision. Well, and as you say that, and and then, and again, go back and putting another plug in for the other podcast. <laughs> but one of the things that I know for myself, and I, and I watch my pattern and who I am as a human, is that I wanted to be walking towards something instead of away from something. And I watch people and in, in my divorce practice right now, it's like the sort of I got to get out of this marriage. This is so terrible. This is so horrible. And and I have a a personal philosophy that we need to work on our own stuff and our own contribution to whatever's broken. And, and maybe you only owe five, own 5% of the broken and they own 95% of it, but doing your own work and getting to a place where you can solidly say, you know what, I've done everything that I consciously can was so important to me. And I remember somebody externally, it was a, a counselor we had been working with who, who looked at me and says, Diane, no one could doubt that you've done everything you could possibly do. And I needed to hear that. And I needed to do that. And it's, it's me wanting to work on my part and then walking towards something instead of, okay, this isn't working. It's this, I want a better life. I want my kids to have better role models. I want, you know, all those sorts of things that, that I think we secretly want when we're going through the divorce process, but we don't, we don't often put it in the forefront because the yucky stuff all the shit that's going on is what takes the the front stage or the or the mic or whatever it is. Right. And you know, two thoughts on that. One is um uh we've talked about your um 
loyalty value. And I think the other piece of what you're saying is as someone who's so deeply loyal, it was really important for you to try everything and then to actually make that shift that now it's time for me to be really loyal to myself now that I've, I've done everything I can for my relationship and it is where it is. Yes. And one of the key tools we use in coaching is how to handle when you have a values conflict. So yes, there's this value of loyalty and yes, there's a value of peace and contentment. And yes, there's a value of being a good role model for my parents. And so what, what I learn and what I work with my clients on all the time is like, how do you find the yes in all of that? How do I find how to honor all those values? And I had a really lovely conversation with my ex-husband. My oldest birthday was last week and we had dinner together and we were laughing and joking and having a good time. I happened to have a, a, a really good, solid relationship with my ex. And that was part of my journey. But I am incredibly loyal to that human mm-hmm. in a way that feels authentic now still been divorced, been apart for more than 10, for 10, more than 10 years. I think I can't even remember what year it is that I finally decided to leave, but I am honoring that loyalty value and I'm not married to them, to him anymore, you know, and, and, and you're in a relationship with another man. And I think that's a piece of it is that you're loyal, that you have this ongoing loyalty to your ex-husband and you're able to do that. That's that whole holding all of those things. You're able to do that while being in an intimate relationship while, while continuing to. Well, and that's a whole other story, like watching, watching my partner and my, X together is like, because we do holidays together and we do dinners together, you know, it's like this sort of craziness. Of, <laughs> yeah. Wait, they're, they're over there in the driveway talking. What are they saying? You know, it's just sort of, they're both, and my partner's extremely generous and patient. And, you know, I, I, I don't want anybody to get the impression that my ex and I are best friends. We're not, we're very, very yes. different people. And I've figured out how to honor the fact that I made a commitment to this human, you know, and we're co-parenting together and all that other stuff. So, yeah, beautiful. And one of our other coaches, KP, talked about how going through the coaching program helped her get clear on the fact that she needed to end her marriage. You went through the coaching program first. Can you just share a little bit about what led you into coaching? And if a little backstory of who you were before coaching helps, by all means, jump in. Yeah, no, and I'm I'm trying to figure out how how to enter into that conversation because you asked the question in a very different way, which is kind of how coaching coach training or getting into coaching kind of re-influenced that process, I think, you know, one of the things about becoming a coach is that in order to help other people do their work, you have to do your own work. The best coaches are the people who work on their shit. Can I swear on this podcast? Can I? Yes, you may. Okay. So who work on their shit every day, right? In some way, shape or form. And those are the best coaches because it's not this sort of, oh, I've achieved, you can be like me. It's, Hey, life is a journey and we're all on this journey. And so I think that what, what the short answer to your question is when I went through coach training, I really got clear on who I wanted to be as a person. And that enabled me to say, yes, this fits with this. No, that doesn't fit with this. And the other piece, which is the, the, the story I tell all the time is that when I became a coach, I became a much better parent. I became a much better 
wife at the time. I became a much better human. I mean, all of these things because I was working on my stuff in the process. And it's mostly um, because I, I started using coaching tools in my communication, right? And it's just sort of my ex-husband and I did years of Imago and I'm not going to, I'm not saying any of these aren't good. They're great, great tools, but we did Imago and we did, you know, the listening exercises and all this sort of stuff to try to help improve it. But it wasn't until I started really looking at how I was communicating and when I was reacting versus responding and all those sorts of things that you can really pay attention to in a different way when you take a coach approach. Um, it, it changed how I was dancing with my ex mm. and it now enabled me to say what we're, we're dancing to different songs here. Yeah. You know, and, and I, I, can't, I mean, I spent part of the two years I was with you was inviting him, right. It's a sort of, this is the dance I want to do. Are you available to do this dance with me? Right. And, and holding space for him to, to change as much as he wanted to. And I think that that's the other piece that we're going all over the place. But part of my story is I was raised to believe that I could do anything, right? It's just mm-hmm. sort of that. And I remember so distinctly having a conversation with you where I was like, I can do anything, but I can't change somebody else. Right. right. And so it's that sort of shifting from, I want him to be with, you know, I want him to be like this. He has so much potential. I fell in love with potential. I mean, he still has an enormous amount of potential. He's still a, a fabulous human, but I fell in love with that potential instead of, okay, I'm going to create the space for this human to step into. It's up to him to step in or not. That's right. And he wasn't at the time. I don't know whether he is now or whatever. I mean, I, I wish him the best. I hope he finds someone like I have, but it's this sort of what coaching does is it, it doesn't, change people. It's not like I'm going to, I work with a client and say, okay, you should do this, 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 and this. What I love about coaching is like, you just create this space and ask really amazing, deep questions to help people figure out if they want to step in, what they want to step into and help them invite themselves to step into it. Are you emotionally overwhelmed, heartbroken, bitter, paralyzed by fear? In order to effectively navigate the significant decisions before you and skillfully master your life after divorce, you must attend to your emotional recovery. Our 12-step divorce recovery program is an emotional roadmap that guides you to feel clearer, stronger, and more in charge of yourself. Thousands have emerged transformed by the lessons, strategies, and tools our roadmap provides. Divorce will change your life. Enroll in the 12-step divorce recovery program today and ensure that the changes will be life-enhancing. Go to divorcerecoveryprogram.com to enroll. You know, I talk so much on my guest interviews about mending or ending and how valuable it is to work on mending 
because you're really working on you in the mending. And then if your partner cannot or chooses not to step into that space, you're further along as you were. You were so far along when you finally made the decision. You had already worked through so much um, before you brought up the D word to your husband or your kids. Oh, yeah. Well, and that's that's another plug for another podcast you and I did about the, you know, the practical divorce and the emotional divorce and the we're just we're just going to send people actually interviews. Yeah. And and if you check the show notes, I'm going to post um, Diane's voices of celebration. And then the one that we did was um, about being out of step emotionally with your spouse. And so exactly. that one is also where, where you were at. And so that one too, um, that's a team talk. I'll put that one in the show notes as well so that people can just grab it. <laughs> just keep listening to you, Diane. <laughs> uh, we talk about so much fun stuff, Karen. Um, I want to ask you how, what, what, I went into coaching after my divorce because of my divorce. What led you into coaching in the, the first IPEC place? program? Yeah. Yeah. So um, I, um, along with about a million other people, I lost my job in 2008. And it was a really great opportunity for me to kind of go, what do I want to be when I grow up? It was really interesting. It was the year I turned 45. And I had interestingly enough signed up for a week long silent meditation to like, I was like, here I am in my I'm 45. I'm going to gift myself for my 45th birthday with a week long silent meditation, discover myself, you know, get deep. I am not a week long silent meditation person, by the way. So just so you know, this isn't like something I do every weekend. And so I come back from this silent meditation and literally two and a half weeks later, I'm fired. Like, and I am one of these people that I'm a high achiever. I have had very little opportunity for failure in my early life and it hit me really, really hard. And so I spent a good deal of time healing from that trauma. I'm going to call it trauma. It was really, really hard for me to be told, Hey, you're doing, you know, I thought I was doing really well in my job. All of a sudden my job is gone. I, I am my job. I was the sole, pretty much the sole provider in my household. My ex is a, at that point was just barely a recovering alcoholic. He was, you know, he had stopped using, but he was a baby in his recovery. And so I was pulling the load and I'm, I was terrified about what that meant and, and what I would do and devastated personally. And part of my, um, severance package with the company that let me go was, um, some outpace placement coaching to, um, help me find a new job. And in the process, I was like, you know what? I think I need something more than this. I'd worked with a therapist in the past and I'm like, I need more. And so I interviewed coaches and I've like worked with a coach to figure out what do I want to be? Where do I want to go? Um, who am I? <laughs> you know, it's like this sort yeah. of, here you are, you're 45 years old. It's like, you've got to start a whole, you know, do you want to start a whole new career? And interestingly enough, I mean, I did. Like there's this aspect of Myers-Briggs where you can figure out there's a cool book that's like, do what you, do who you are or something like that. I, I can, we can find that and put it in the show notes. But the whole idea is if you look at your Myers-Briggs, we're designed to do certain kinds of jobs, right? And so if you're really an extrovert or if you're really a, you know, a more of a, a global thinker, you know, kind of understanding what your Myers-Briggs is can help you look for careers that might be of interest to you. So I did the Myers-Briggs and I'd, I'd used it as a tool in my teams in corporate 
And um, everything has like, you should be a social worker. You should be a minister. You should be. And I'm like, what? And it's like, I had this corporate job. I was like, you know, high, high performing, you know, I was in a nonprofit, but I was about getting stuff done and leading teams and making, making shit happen. Right. It's like, and, and I was reflecting on the fact that when I was little, I kind of wanted to be a social, I kind of wanted to be more in the helping field. I kind of, my mom was a therapist. I mean, it was like all this sort of thing, but the Myers-Briggs came back and went, that's what you're supposed to be. And there was one job description in that Myers-Briggs that was kind of like what I was doing in corporate. And I went, oh, wait, there's one. And I went back and got a job that was very similar to what I had been doing before and then left the job in six months because it just was not a fit. It was like one of those moments where it's like, Diane, you really are not supposed to do this. Wow. <laughs> you really, you really will be healthier if you move on to something else. And so at that point, I was like, what I really loved about being in corporate was managing people in teams and helping them achieve their goals. And after working with this coach for the, a year, I was like, maybe I, you know, this is, this is a calling. This is what I would love to do. And, you know, she asked me a really powerful question, which was really hard at the time, because part of it was, do I leave this corporate job where I'm making money and to do something that feels more in alignment? And she said, Diane, what's the worst thing that would happen if you didn't have a paycheck for a year? And I'm like, you know, I took a deep breath and went, okay, yeah, I, I could, figure this out. I'm a resourceful human. I can look at my resources. I can plan and organize. And, um, it didn't mean I wasn't going to get a paycheck for a year, but it was kind of like that sort of worst fear was like, I got to take right. this plunge and start my business and do this thing. And, um, and so I did it. And the, the other part of the story is that, um, part of who I am is all about collaboration and connection. And, and part of what made that decision hard was the thought of doing something on my own. And so early on, when I was exploring coaching, I went to a, a workshop-y kind of thing. And, they, and two people were talking about collaborating and, and creating business partners and working with business partners and working in business instead of working on your own. And I sat and listened to them. I'm like, oh my gosh. That if I work. had a business partner, if I was in a group of coaches working together. And so what I realized in that moment is like, I, I probably could have been a solo coach. And I did that for a hot minute. It was hard and it was lonely for me. Uh, people love to do it and they're designed to do it. I'm not designed to do that. And I know that about myself. And so I quickly was able to manifest it. It's a whole other story we could tell sometime, but I manifested a business partner and part of what that tied into was like my connection to you and saying, Hey, Karen, let, you know, is there an opportunity for me to do some work for journey beyond divorce to, you know, pay, do some payback, right? Cause I love, I know what you, I love what you guys do. And I love what we, we now all do in JBD and I wanted diversity. I like different sorts of things. So, um, it, I know I'm kind of jumping around a little bit, but it feels like part of what I should talk about is what I do in my other. So I was just, I was just going to invite you to do that. So Diane, you have, you have, you, you have your primary coaching business with your partner and then you work with JBD. And so, yeah, why don't you explain that to the listeners yeah. what it is that you do? So backwards in the story a little bit. Um, when I was first become a coach, one of the things that was happening at the same time is that my oldest was diagnosed with ADHD. 
And he was, um, you know, struggled in elementary school and um, really spent a lot of time researching, trying to figure out what um, what would be helpful for him. And um, in 2010, right when I got the year I got my coaching certification, the International Conference for ADHD was in Atlanta, Georgia. And I decided that I would go to that conference and become trained to help other parents and to figure out whether I wanted to do anything with ADHD in my coaching business. And total secret, everyone in my life is ADHD from my mother to my partner to all of my kids. And they make me freaking crazy, but I love them. And there's a point in this because I have all these, my business partner, I mean, and all these, I'm surrounded by ADDers and they've all got anxiety and other things going on too. But I needed to decide, do I want to support that community somehow in my coaching practice? And um, that that weekend when that conference was here in Atlanta, in Atlanta, I had an opportunity to really spend some time with a, an acquaintance at the time who is now my business partner, Elaine Taylor-Klaus. And we talked about what to do to serve this community. And the aha we came to was that there's a lot of support out there. This is 12 years ago for kids, but there wasn't a lot of support out there to support the parents. And there was this huge gap in supporting the parents. And we both talked about the fact that when we became coaches, she's, she's a coach, she's a mom of complex kids, she's an adult with ADHD. And when we, each of us had this similar parallel path where when we became coaches, we became more of the parents that our kids needed us to be. We became mm -hmm. more able to support them in becoming independent and in tapping into their strengths and becoming strong problem solvers. I mean, all those things that we all want our kids to do. And we went, oh, wouldn't it be cool if we could teach coaching tools to parents? Not so that they can become coaches or they're trying to be their kid's coach, but because the coaching tools and the approach, coach approach is what we teach the coach approach to parenting is such a different way of engaging with other humans, particularly neurodiverse kids. And we now work with not just ADHD, but autism and anxiety and depression and you know, Tourette's and you name it. We call them complex kids. So it's kids with generally executive function challenges. But it's about creating an environment where you can help your kids thrive and learn how to manage their, their brain, which is wired differently than the majority of society. So you went to this one conference and that kicked off what sounds like off your internet. ideal, like the ideal that you were looking for, because now you manage teams and you actually yeah. your part in that business besides coaching is that you actually do a lot of what you talked about. Well, mine. and it's funny because when we first started, we were going to do a workshop together. It's like, let's just, we both live in Atlanta. Let's do a workshop together. And it's like, 12 years later, we have an international business. We were the first virtual support for parents, um, you know, in the world. And I have clients from Hong Kong to Australia and in between. And we provide an enormous amount of coaching, training and support for parents and educators and other professionals who want to learn how to support kids who are neurodiverse. And, you know, it. Yes, I've got a business now. I, I yeah. never thought I'd end up back here where it's like, okay, yep, I'm, run, I'm running a team again. I'm thinking about strategy and marketing and all that sort of stuff that I did in corporate, but I'm doing it on a, in a different, different way, um, not under a big corporate umbrella. I mean, in a small business, we're still a small business, but we're, we're making a big difference. And for me, that's always been the piece of it. When you think about that, the little girl who wanted to be a social worker or whatever else, and the the me who was really good in corporate and 
and, and I've kind of taken all of those pieces and said, okay, let's, and I love coaching and change. Let's take all that together and create the perfect job description for Diane, I guess. I don't know. Yeah, no, really. And, and then at Journey Beyond Divorce, we benefit because if you've been listening to the podcast, a lot of our podcasts on um, kids or parenting or being triggered or all uh, that's that's Diane's wheelhouse. And that's where she comes and she speaks to you guys from from that other expertise of yours. Well, we didn't tell that part of the story. We could give a plug for the trigger the trigger one too, but the part, the other part of my story is that with living with a bunch of neurodiverse people, I found myself getting frustrated and angry all the time because I didn't know how to help them. I knew their brains worked different than I did. And it was like this sort of, why can't you just do what, you know, do it this way. It'll be fine. And it's, and, and I found myself angry and frustrated with everybody more than I wanted to be. And when I began to learn about how to manage my own triggers in those situations, what's really going on with me, what's really going on with my kid who's calling me, you know, telling me they hate me. You know, it's like, I don't know how many of you have kids, you know, your kids said you hate you. It's like, oh, suddenly it's like, oh my gosh, my kid hates me. What does that mean? Am I a bad mom? And, or, oh my gosh, are they going to become a, a psychopath? I mean, it's just sort of yeah. all this thought process goes on. And so a big part of my journey has been learning how to manage my own triggers and helping people have compassion for the fact that it upsets are normal. It's how we handle them is, is where the magic happens. Yeah, so absolutely. plug in for the, now she's got to write down the for other the, podcast. The triggers. The- I'm going to put the triggers <laughs> one. We have a, it's a four part on triggers. That's really quite brilliant. Um, and the name of the, of the company that you, or the website that people can check out that you and. Uh, so our podcast is called parenting with impact. And our business, um, our website is impactparents.com. And um, you'll find a blog there. You'll find um, access to resources, to our programs. We do group coaching. We do parent behavior training, which is part of recommended treatment for kids with ADHD and executive function challenges. So it's a great, what we wanted to do is to create a one-stop shop. And I'm really proud of the fact that it feels like it really is that. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, no, what you guys have created is amazing and beautiful. So um, before we wrap up, could you share uh, with our listeners your your go-to practices when life throws you on your ear? That's really funny. It's funny because it's like your go-to practices and, and you warned me that you were going to ask me this question. And one, I had a coach once tell me, Diane, you're not the person that's designed to sit and meditate for like 20 minutes every morning. It's just not how you're wired. And I'm like, yeah, you're right about that one. Because I'm one of those people that's like, I try to meditate for three days and then I do yoga for three days. It's like this sort of, I try to get into a practice and it, it, it's not consistent. And what I would say is the most important part of it is noticing, right? It's just sort of knowing, whoa, I'm off balance. Whoa, I'm feeling frustrated. Whoa, I'm feeling sad. I'm feeling, you know, it's this sort of kind of connecting with, what's really going on with me more consciously because I'm one of those people that has a head that goes a million miles an hour. And so if I'm not paying attention to what's going on with my emotions and my body, I'm, I'm, I'm really kind of lost. And then, and then saying, Diane, what do you need right now? Mm. Okay. And, 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 and noticing, you know, it's like, if I'm at the cab, there's a cabinet in our kitchen where we keep the chocolate 
And if I'm standing in front of the cabinet in the kitchen where they keep the chocolate, or if I'm standing in front of the refrigerator to, to pause before I open it and go, why, why are you here? You know, it's like, are you here because you want to feel better? Okay. If you want to feel better, that's awesome. But what's going on that's making you feel off balance? What, what do you want to do about that? You know, it, do you want chocolate? Say yes. If you want chocolate, that's awesome. But if there's something else going on, do you need to call a friend? I'm, I'm a big call a friend kind of person. Do you need to, you know, go for a, a, a walk? You know, do you need to go to the gym? Do you need to do some yoga? Do you need to sit and meditate? Do you need to sit and journal and get some of the thoughts out of your head? And so I, and this is a lot of what we do in coaching is helping people develop a toolbox, right? It's just sort of, you think about your divorce coach clients. It's not about do this, do that. It's about, okay, how do you want to, you're going to have these kinds of challenges. What are your tools to support you in that? And so I love this sort of, I, I pull out my ground Diane toolbox and I go, what does she need right now? Um, And I would say that that's, that's my go-to and it's, and it's a journey. I mean, I I don't want to, I want to be really careful not to make people think that I'm one of those sort of got it all together every day kind of humans. And I think having it together is about knowing that we don't have it together. Yeah, I was just going to say, do they exist? Those having it together all the time, humans. I, I, there's I think a lot that, of um, there's on a lot Facebook, of people maybe. Who, <laughs> there's a lot of people who show up that way, and and I, this is one of the downsides of social media. And I and I, I'll admit that it's like I took a vacation recently, and I posted all the beautiful vacation pictures and everything else, and people were enjoying my vacation pictures. But I certainly don't want people to think that all I am is like on vacation. Um, so every once in a while, I try to post the crap that happens too. Um, cause I want to, I mean, it, it's, this is the human journey, right? It's just sort of, it's about who am I, what am I doing? How do I, how do I identify where I want to go next? What do I want more of in my life? What do I want less of in my life? I mean, taking those conscious steps yeah. and moving our, moving our lives forward. You know, what I, what I, what I caught in the beginning that I love is the, um, Diane, what do you need? I, I can't tell you how often I ask that to my clients and it kind of stops them in their tracks because I think so often we don't ask that question. We just open the refrigerator and grab the chocolate or the bottle of wine or whatever it is that you're doing. And, and so, you know, in terms of everyone has a different toolbox, right? What works for you doesn't work for me, but that what do I need is such a beautiful opening for anybody. And if you're new at doing your work, then it's such a great way to just slow it down and pause enough to, to inquire. And I think that's so key. Well, and the thing I would just add to what you said is calling your own name. Someone told me this once is so powerful. If I just say, what do you need? I'm going to hear it very differently than if I go, Diane, what do you need? And so you really, I'm going to challenge you, like say your name out loud because you connect to a different part of your brain. Um, Honestly, it's a whole different wiring thing. Um, So I didn't know that. I like that. I'm going to add that for myself because I ask myself what I need all the time, but I can't say that I call myself by name. So um, that'll be an interesting or even saying, sweetie, you know, it's like I have another another teacher I follow who says, sweetie, what do you need right now? You know, it's like this sort of calling yourself, you know, like you would a best friend. I mean, this is this is another whole philosophy we could talk about, but it's like treating yourself the way you would treat a best friend. I mean, how many times are we our own worst enemies? Yeah. And, you know, finding ways to kind of go, okay, if this was 
my best friend standing here. What would I say to her? Are, are you okay? What do you need right now? What's going on? You're at the chocolate twice already in the last hour. What's what's really going on here? Right. And and I, what I love about that is you wouldn't be condemning of your friend. You would be inquiring and compassionate. Whereas to ourselves, it's it's easy to be like, what's your freaking problem that you're going for the exactly. chocolate one more time as opposed to, hey, don't sweetie, you know how, you how never- much that's going to end up on your hips and you're going to gain 10 pounds and you're going to, you know, it's like we go to judge. I mean, and that's yep. that's a whole other thing. So, yeah. So non-judgment, um, asking yourself what you need. And, uh, and I just want to say that if, if, uh, if you've been curious about, uh, working with journey beyond divorce and you've really enjoyed this conversation and, uh, more curious about Diane and how she coaches along with all of these different recent podcasts, uh, Diane's personal, uh, rapid relief call link will be in the show notes. So again, that rapid relief call is a one hour free coaching session. No, no, no strings attached. Uh, you'll walk away with new perspectives and action steps and, uh, you will move the ball forward. So if that's you and you're struggling and you want to learn more about how Diane works, you can check out the show notes and book with her. Awesome. Thanks, Karen. Always good to talk to you. Yeah, thank you so much. And uh, for all of you listening, we'll be back again real soon with another episode of Meet the Coaches. Have a great day. Thanks for joining us on the Journey Beyond Divorce podcast. I hope you found guidance and encouragement to help you along your journey. If you like my podcast, please take a minute to subscribe and leave a review on iTunes. You can also visit us at jbddivorcesupport.com, where our team of coaches support both men and women through our one-on-one coaching, group programs, online courses, and free resources. Stay tuned for our next episode, and I'll talk to you soon. Thank you.